When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to the Mitch Henderson Show, presented by Aerial Investments. I'm Derek Jones, joined by the head coach of the Princeton Tigers, Mitch Henderson. Coach, welcome back, and how are you? I'm doing great, Derek. How are you? Quite well, and hey, it's March. There's basketball, and it's always a great time of year for college basketball fans everywhere. And this has to be a special time for you because we've got a ton of topics to go over on the court and off the court, and that's where we'll start, on the court. The Tigers are back practicing um, to some extent. Can you tell us about that process and what it's been like? You know, it's like, um, if, if I could, like last night, we're filming this. So last night was the selection show. Um, you know, it, it's so unusual for us, but we're trying to draw some parallel lines for us, like on what we norm, what things would normally feel and be like. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, first, it's um it's so nice to be practicing with the team um you know we're down you know obviously not we, you know we, we're not around our seniors as much as we'd like to be both ryan and jerome but you know we are getting an opportunity to to be together um you know to to redefine things in the program that are important to that to us culturally uh you know having us redefine it having the, the guys talk about it and do it every day um, you know, Derek, we, we were off, we weren't together for close to 11 months. So almost 11 months. So, um, it's now feeling normal to see them daily. There's a lot of differences, but we're getting used to them. How, how different things are the way, you know, we're not, we don't have access to the locker room, you know, they come into the gym and we start to work out. So, um, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, all along you sort of said to yourself, gosh, I, I can't wait to have and get access to the guys daily. And now that we're doing that it is a reminder of how humbling it is. You know, it's sort of like an exposure to your own and to your own humanity daily and their humanity. Does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. That's what, that's what it feels like. So if I could describe that in a word, that's, um, you know, I, I don't know. I can't get, I'm only allowed to be six feet, but I'm right at six feet. <laughs> well, it's it's awesome to see that the players are back out there on the court. And I know from a, a coaching staff standpoint, this has to be such a, a challenging period because you haven't been able to, as you said, kind of see your guys and do the normal stuff. I mean, for the coaching staff, how cool has it been to at least be able to get back to some kind of normalcy with being able to teach the players. Yeah. I mean, we all consider ourselves to be teachers at heart and 
yeah, that's, that's the best part, but also letting them go. And, um, again, we haven't been together, but a part of what we are is to ask them like, okay, how are you? And then, and how was your day? They usually are coming to us from an environment that's really different. Again, I, I, I can only, you know, like the freshmen are, they know the kids in their hallway really well. Outside of that, you're not getting exposure to all these different avenues on our campus that you would normally get. And we've said this, not the we're not the only team, but such a large part of the fabric of the university is to have lots of different interactions daily. So they are in their dorm room, we're in their apartment, and then they're in the gym. And we're trying to make the time that we have together, um, you know, social with masks on, uh, distanced, <laughs> you know, around a game we love. So, um, and then teach, right? And but not get right into teaching, you know, sort of mix in, you know, as much as we can to try to make it fun. You know, uh, we're not playing any games anytime soon, but as competitive as we can possibly make it, where we just feel like we're getting better. Um, if you can tell, I, I'm I'm learning about how to do these things daily too, and uh, you know I try to show the, the the wrinkles in the corner of my eyes as much as possible when I'm smiling, <laughs> so that they know that that yes I'm smiling and I'm very happy to see you. <laughs> and we'll certainly uh, talk about two tigers you know very well coming up down the line in Ryan Schwieger and Jerome DeRosier, who will also be joining the show later on. But uh, coach, I guess one of the other aspects of this, and you kind of touched on it, is the difference between right now and previous to before everything kind of went sideways. What's the, the timetable, I guess, in, in how things will work? Is it kind of a, a structured situation where you know what the next steps in the process are? Because it is a weird time, as you alluded to, because this is normally you're doing one of two things right now. You're either getting ready for the postseason or you're getting ready for the offseason What's the next step here for the Tigers as you, you get them back working out? So with uh, with Jerome and Ryan, it's preparing them for their next home. So Loyola and Hawaii and Loyola Chicago and University of Hawaii. So, um, you know, we're working those guys out. And then, you know, they have their thesis. So that's a usually you know, something we'd be doing regularly with the seniors and that's no different for the two of them. And, you know, they're both really heavily into that right now. And yeah, you're right. Like what we would normally be doing is we, we would plan to be preparing for a trip to the, to Indianapolis right now. But um, you know, with the, you know, with the, with the next year planning, we're, we're, that's very different. I don't think that's going to happen for us until Again, the academic calendar at Princeton is different at this moment. So we head into reading period late April. That's where we will be entering into the next phase of our work, which, but from now, uh, we're just trying to make it about as much as we can about a regular day. Like we're actually in spring break right now. Um, we have a three-day spring break, and um, but we're practicing. And, um, you know, we've been together, Derek, just so little amount of time that in each day we get a little bit better. So kind of feels like the preseason for us at a very unusual time of the year. The days are getting longer. We just went to spring forward. The clocks move forward. So the days are longer. We're going to be walking out of the gym as it's light out. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a fair point. I can just say it's, it's, it's a bizarro world. Everything feels upside down like Superman. You know, it's just upside down. <laughs> well, Coach, one of the unique parts about uh, this time of year is we've seen the Tigers stay active in, in many different capacities, one of which uh, through an online series that just came out 10 days in March, which is a look back at that great run for the Tigers during the 1996 lead-up to defeating UCLA in the NCAA tournament. I've had a chance to check out some of that series can you talk to us about how that came together and what it's been like for you to relive some of these moments? So first, you know, we have, uh, you know, in January, I approached Cody Cruchel and, you know, and, and, you know, Chris Mangelia. And I was like, we, we would have honored the 96 team. Um, and there's also the, the 2011 Princeton team that beat Harvard in the playoff game, Doug Davis and Patrick, uh, or excuse me, um, Kareem Maddox and, uh, Dan Ravis, uh, you know, but like this was the 25th anniversary of that game, a team that I happened to play on, but 
you know, we, we, all of that stuff was gone. So we like, how can we do something that really stands out? And all of the credit really goes to Cody. There's, we're now dropping part three here shortly, but what I want to say is, you know, when you're, when you're the coach at the place that you played and you're the coach of the current group of guys and you're honoring a team that you played on, you know, it's, it's less about, um, it's an important part of the program and it needs to be honored because those are all really good players and teammates. But what I, I was telling the current team was, you know, we had doubts about ourselves. Um, you know, it's, it's harder to talk about it or harder to make that clear. But, you know, again, I talked about the humanity earlier. It's, um, you know, the, the path towards a moment like that was really up and down. And, um, you know, that's what we want for the current team. That's the investment in the current guys so that they have that. And, you know, they, they were, I remember when we were in school, it was, you know, we were honoring the 75 NIT team and the 65 final four team and just terrific teams. And it's not that you don't appreciate the value of how good those players are and were, but there's a significant um, expectation that you would do something special um, and that you will do something special here. And to give these, these current, this current team the confidence and, and the encouragement that they can do this and that we're behind them 100%, most importantly, me. Um, that is, uh, it's a special moment in my life, but that's what it is. It's just, it's a moment for us, like for those of us that played. And uh, if I could with you, I'm just telling you, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is my, my current, the current team, you know, um, Tosan, when he watches this, Keyshawn, Jalen, Ethan Wright, Drew Freiberg, Ryan Langborg, they're watching this, Conrad. What are they thinking about? And, okay, how do we make this possible for them? And, you know, you have, it's this moment, but, boy, that moment happened in a blink of an eye. And But the hours of time in the gym, um, that's – we did that too. And that's what the guys are doing now as well. And that's where we want to be is sort of present. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I thought one of the unique parts about it was we've – heard from you as a head coach, but we get to see you as a player kind of go through some of these things. And uh, we we're talking a little bit before we got started about the Penn Princeton playoff game. And there's a clip in there where we see you come out as you're introduced out there and to hop out there on the floor as a part of the starting lineup. What do you try to transfer some of those thoughts that you had as a player for events like that? Sometimes your, your current crew. Oh, you know, I think that was my sophomore year. And Derek, I, I've, I've made this clear, but I was benched though, pretty much for most of the year. I did come, I did play a lot, but I started my entire freshman year and then I didn't start. And, you know, what I, I, I you know, you look at, tend to look at things when you're a player, like through blinders, you know, it's like, this is what's happening to me. And I don't know, with time, you, I'm sure that I will, with more gray hair, I will learn more. And I learn more all of the time. Um, but I think what I, what I learn is those moments are really special and they're really special because they're with your best friends. Um, we were a really close team and um, there's a selflessness to doing it for each other. And you make this push together that you think is about like, oh, we did this. Um, but you have no real memory or, or sort of understanding at the time that you're, you just did something really big for everybody involved in the program. And, um, and then, then you realize later how, on how unique and how hard it is to get to that point and how you really have to have something special. Then of course, coach Carroll retires and, you know, Gary Walters calls it one of, if not one of coach's greatest wins ever, you know, we did not know that he had planned to retire going into the game, but um, yeah, like the, the drawing, I, so much of who I am was defined by that season. The confidence that season gave us the next two years to win coaches, retirement, um, winning, and then getting into coaching with Bill Carmody at Northwestern, a large part of my life is defined by that moment. But um, so is my life getting to know Ryan Schwigger, what he's taught me. He just brought a book from his thesis that he's reading. And he's like, you'd enjoy this. 
makes me happy to note that he thinks that I'm, I know how to read and like, I know what I'm doing. And like, he's like, you might like to read this too. And man, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is great. Like, you know, the next step of my life, I'm, and if I could say it, like, it's almost more enjoyable to, to have that part of the relationship grow and, and get to know who they are going to be and what they're going to come and follow them in the, the next steps. Well, let's get into Ryan and Jerome. Certainly, Ryan Schwieger and Jerome DeRosier have been two major parts of the Princeton program over the last few years. W what's it going to be like uh, as you see them move on, as you talked about a little bit earlier on? They were such a huge key to this program. What's it been like to, to coach them and now see them uh, kind of uh, change roles a little bit within the program? It's good. I mean, it's 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 equal parts you know sort of melancholy and joy because they have had their season taken away from them and it's their senior year and um you know they are like a lot of other athletes here at princeton but um you know they brought so much to the program always giving themselves over to you know what we asked them to do and we, we outline what's expected of each senior class you know we go as the seniors go we it's very much of a senior driven league, a veteran driven league. And Ryan and Jerome, we were expecting them to, to lead us. Um, we, we would follow what they are, not just what they, how they play, but what they are and what they want to be. So the selflessness, the togetherness, it, it oozes out of them and they didn't get that chance. Um, I'll miss their joy. You know, they, they generally, they were just working out this morning and usually there's music playing and it's usually Jerome's choice. And they're out there like dribble the ball with the left hand and throwing the ball to each other. And it's like the Beatles, like a, like a, an early Beatles song, or it's sometimes with Jerome, it's disco. So I'll miss that because that's who, that's who they are, right? Both of them are, um, you know, they're loosening up too. It's senior spring. They're both writing their thesis. The weather's improving. Um, I don't know. I mean, we graduate, nothing's going to quite look the same, but um, you know, I'm not, we get a chance to see them every day. I'm really looking forward to this. And then we get an, an opportunity, Derek, to do something that we've never had to do is, you know, usually we, we maybe watch these guys play professionally, but it's a different time zone, a different part of the world. Now they're going to be playing in college and we're going to get a chance to watch the game. So both Loyola to Chicago and Hawaii will have lots of, orange and black Princeton fans watching those games, uh, tuning in. We're not putting them on the schedule, but uh, <laughs> we will be watching. Well, you know, those two guys have been so fun to watch, but off the court, it seems like they've had an impact as well. How about them as teammates and, of course, players who have impacted things off the court too? Yeah, so both of them individually are have grown over time and um, their voices – uh, on the court, uh, off the court, are louder and more confident. Um, they've explored uh, opportunities that Princeton has provided, both of them, by, by uh, summer opportunities in Africa or the Philippines for Ryan. Um, you know, you've got also, um, you know, they're, they're both doing excellent work with their thesis, um, which is a really a defining part of your four-year experience. Um, and then in their communities, Drome, both of them have, you know, been very active in volunteering their time in the community, but also working in the athletic department. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, again, I just think I, I learn as much from the players as, you know, they make you better coaches, but good, really good players. And they're both terrific players, but, um, equally is you learn from the kid, you learn from them about how to be, how to, you know, and, and like Ryan always says, I got you, bro. Like he'll say like, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you, bro. And I tease him about it, but um, you know, there's a, there's a, you, you learn a little bit about what makes each person who they are and to celebrate that because, you know, I think teams sometimes are like, we're all the same. We're, that's a popular phrase in, in coaching. You know, we're one, we're one unit. I don't, I don't agree with that. It's not really, you know, we, we, our culture is X, right? We want to be, we want to play a certain way, but we also learn from the individuality of the team and they've both been just terrific and, and how, and, and really their own selflessness towards, you know, their, to their teammates, you know, they had something happen to them that has never happened to any other class. 
and you didn't really hear any complaining. And those two players, obviously, they've meant so much to the Princeton Athletics program as a whole. What memories stand out for you about the both of them? Well, you know, it's on the court. You've got, you know, in particular, you know, Ryan had a, a just an unbelievable. I think he had. I'm going to get it wrong, but I think he had 27 against Penn at at Penn, and um, and then right after the second Penn game. One of our players, Ryan Langborg, um, uh, had a, a you know, sort of a medical issue that had to do. And, and instantly, uh, Ryan says, how's, how's Ryan doing? You know, what's going on? And, like, he had played very well in the second Penn game. That's that's who he is. And then with Jerome, it like, I, I'll never forget, like, um, the way Jerome bounds into the gym uh, every single day. I'll miss that so much. And. He'll never know this, but that's such, that was very much of, I didn't come into the gym as happy, but I came in ready to work and kind of like, let's go. And there's a, we, we, we have a saying, be an everyday guy, you know, bring it every single day. And every single time Jerome was smiling as he would come and hopping into the gym with disco music sometimes. (laughs) But uh, that is not just, again, what we, we asked, of them but it's who you become because it's it's ingrained into your daily ritual and all of a sudden you've got this thing that becomes who you are and it influences others hey um can't you be a little bit more like jerome you see the way he comes into the gym every day um i, I will that they they i've said this that their impact will be felt with um you know we didn't get a chance to see them play as seniors but they all they're leaving us with um, a lot of really nice tools going forward and it'll be exciting to see uh, what they can do coming up here down the line. And, and coach, you know, we, we've talked about Princeton players of the past. A guy who has made some news recently, Devin Kennedy, winning the NBA G League MVP, helping the Lakeland Magic win the NBA G League title. That has to be a special thing for you to see as someone who coached Devin. Well, all of us are uh, both so proud of Devin, happy for him and not the least bit surprised. He was, he was, when he was here, um, he worked out like a pro. He put his time in like from the very beginning, it was, this is what I'm here to do. And this is how I'm going to get better. And these are my goals. And, um, you know, and, and Devin has overcome a lot of, um, a lot of things in his life. Notably, we, you know, we talk about like with Devin, the, his his preparation allows him to be the best version of himself. He's got um, really a, a, his mindset is what really makes him stand out. Um, so happy for him. I've, we were watching our, our family. Um, my my kids are very tight with Devin. We you know got a chance to be around him quite a bit, and he's got a really special touch with young kids. Yeah. Um, it really has just a unique quality. And he started this program early in COVID where it was uh, training with Devin. Um, and my kids were doing it was via Zoom. And it was all kinds of kids from around the country. And, you, you know, you started working on your right hand, dribble, left hand dribble. And, and uh, in the way he would communicate with kids, he was like, he's like a teacher. He comes right through the screen to the kids. Um, and that, it, it looks to me similar that the similar effect that he's having with Lakeland Magic. So you're not just getting what I think is clearly an NBA player with Devin. And I think we're any day now, we're all confident that Devin will find his way onto a, you know, a a roster, but you're also getting the other parts that he brings to a team and a franchise, which is the carrying off of the court. Well, you're starting to see players within the program as you've been coaching, obviously have success at the professional level. When you see that is your mindset? Well, of course they're doing this. I, I, I saw this every day, so it's not really shocking to me. You know, yes. And um, I, I think about conversation that, you know, we had with each each of those guys. And there was, again, it was never really a straight path to being a pro. There's ups and downs. And you're also, you're working that in with being a, a student athlete at Princeton. And, um, you know, what what's really important to you? You come in. And you, you come in and basketball is very important to you, but also so is school. And that's why you're choosing to come to school here. But um, why not be really good at both? 
I remember this conversation with Richmond. You want to be a doctor. Family is very important to you. Um, so if when you're standing next to somebody, you're in, in, but what about your bedside manner? What about the other parts of being a doctor that will be important to you when you're 35, when you're 40? Um, you're a former professional basketball player. You're a graduate of Princeton. You're one of the great centers that we've had in the program. Let's be good at all of it, all of the time. Um, so I'm equally as proud of Devin, Richmond, Miles, Spencer, Amir, or, you know, as we talk about Ian Hummer, TJ Bray, the, the guys that are playing professionally, I'm equally proud of their development, Hans Bray's uh, as people um, and um, not just as professionals and the way that they communicate with us, where they reach out and support the program uh, and the current team, the way they're reaching out. And um, that's very important to us. And uh, I love seeing it. And, you know, we, we, um, yeah, of course, Derek, not surprised at all. They're great players, great players, but equally important is how good of people they are. And it's certainly it's, it's been a joy to, to get a chance to check out what they've been doing at the next level. And coach, before we go to break, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your thoughts regarding the the NCAA tournament what are some of your takeaways of, of what you've seen out of other teams in the country at large here yeah I, I got a chance to watch a lot of live games normally I watch games um on on synergy or delayed so I was watching the games in real time which allows you to be a, feel a little bit more like a fan watched I was watching a lot of Loyola Chicago before Ryan committed to Loyola and I good friends with Porter Mosier. So really like Loyola felt like they didn't get a great seed personally. And I know they don't care, but uh, they're, I think much better than an eight seed. It looks to me like it's wide open. Um, I uh, good friends again with the Colgate head coach, Matt Langle. I watched and also Tavares Hardy at Loyola, Maryland, watched that game closely yesterday at noon, pulling hard, you know, for both of them. But um I think Colgate's really tough and they're playing Arkansas in the first round. So I, I love the matchups, especially when, you know, I tend to root for the guys that I am friends with that I know uh, in the business. And um, we're going to be pulling hard for, for those two teams in particular, but I just think Gonzaga looks, I mean, their togetherness, their selflessness, their way that they think about how they can help e each other out the way the ball's moving and they're young doing that. Um, you know, they look terrific to me. So um, cannot wait. This week is a fun week. Always has been. Um, I woke up like I know it's, it hasn't gone our way this year, but this week's special and I love it. And coach, it's it's been great to catch up with you. And obviously we'll all enjoy uh, sitting back to watch some basketball here coming up over the next week. Thank you so much for your time once again here on the Mitch Henderson Come Show. Come on. Now, Derek, let's talk just for a second about you oh. while we're at it. Your, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> our first, your, now, come on, your ESPN debut this week, right? Yes. So what we got Thursday, NIT. Uh, it's uh, – give me the teams one more time. Davidson and – North Carolina State. Yeah, that's a terrific game. Um, and those games are Thursday, right? Yes, yes. The the first round is stretching out over a couple of days. It'll begin on Wednesday and then uh, head through Saturday as well. So I'm well, excited. I always, I always told you, my my father-in-law always says best best announcer in the country, and I always agree, Derek Jones. So we're looking forward Thank to you. watching you um, on Thursday night. Thank you very much, Coach. It's, it's an honor to, to be with you, and I, I appreciate the support for sure. This is the Mitch Henderson Show right here. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will have Ryan Schwieger and Jerome DeRosier right after this. The Peacock Inn and the Perch at Peacock Inn, Princeton's only fine dining restaurant and luxury boutique hotel, features menus inspired by our area's hardworking farmers and by the myriad possibilities of seasonality, where each meal is a celebration of community-driven produce and thoughtfully sourced ingredients. Visit them in the heart of Princeton at 20 Bayard Lane or online at PeacockInn.com. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. 
Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because Geico gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's gonna be a nail biter. Nope. The Geico team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. Geico is awesome, baby, with a capital A. Geico, great service without all the drama. Market Fair, located on Route 1 in Princeton, New Jersey, understands that life can be stressful and different families have different needs. That is why Market Fair is the leading source for every element of today's fulfilling lifestyle with products and services for health and wellness, fashion and beauty, dining, and the home and life. Life can be stressful. Your shopping shouldn't be. Curbside pickup and delivery options also available for a contactless, safe, simple, and stress-free shopping experience. For more information, visit us at marketfairshops.com. DeRozier goes right back to Ariri Guzzo, gets it back, three-pointer up, that's good. Jerome DeRozier, the runner, swings it out. Schwieger three, knocks it down. Ryan Schwieger hits a three-pointer, a big one, 77-69. DeRozier three, short. Slap back up in the air. DeRozier gets it, gets hit in the face, but fights through it and hits the layup attempt. What a game for Jerome DeRozier. 16 points and seven rebounds. 145 left. Up top, Schwieger, guarded by Agee. Drives in, dunks it with a right hand. Ryan Schwieger. Schwieger crosses up to Juan Agee. What a champ. Tie ball game. Back here on the Mitch Henderson Show, presented by Aerial Investments, and we have two very special guests with us right now, it's Ryan Schwieger and Jerome DeRosier of Princeton Basketball. And gentlemen, thanks so much for taking time out to join me here today. Thank you, Thank you. for having us, Derek. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. And so let's let's start out. Obviously, it's been a crazy year for everybody, but in particular, college athletes, it's been a, a long wait to just be able to get back out there on the floor Take me through this process for each one of you over the last year or so as you transition. Um, ultimately, here you're heading out of the program, but what's it been like to at least get back out on the floor here as of late to, to get some some work in? Well, um, definitely getting back on the court and playing Jerome and I play one on one like every day is like the best thing that's happened in forever. Um, just yeah, like you said, there's been so many obstacles and stuff like that for the past 10 months so finally being back here in Princeton working out uh hanging out with Jerome and these guys the guys on the team and the coaches and just getting back in that cycle is is awesome and that's you know that's as much as you could hope for I guess you know in this situation yeah um I mean it was hard you know when we were at home stuck at home to do some workouts you know some you gotta go outdoor do some push-ups and 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 squats I mean it wasn't it wasn't easy but um I'm glad that we're back here on campus. Um, it, it started, you know, um, a little slower with the phases. Uh, we have to do our own thing. But now that we can play one-on-one, Ryan and I, you know, we've just been going at it every day. Feels good. Feels, you know, like we're back back at home. And I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy this time um, as much as I can before, before you know, it's time to graduate. Uh, Jerome, you hit on something key there. How difficult has it been for you guys to stay in shape? Because your athletes, as we know, are creatures of habit but it's been hard to kind of keep those habits formed. How have you guys been able to, to do that? And ha- how difficult has it been? Uh, personally, I, I would honestly just try to run outside every day. Um, it wasn't easy because you, you can't get the same competition. You can't get, you know, you don't have your teammates to push you. Um, so I still, I still, I still think it was like, you just got to keep, keep up the, the good work, stay in shape as much as you can. And once, once we got back on campus, that's when we could really, you know, Push, push each other, push ourselves, and, and get back to that level that, that we were so used to last season, you know? Ryan, how about for you? Yeah, like Jerome said, and I mean, there's nothing like, there's no mimicking like a real game, a real, you know, playing 40 minutes or getting out there and going up and down and playing defense and then coming out on offense and going back and forth. So even now, like, you know, I, I mean, we're working out every day. Like, I feel like I'm in good shape, but I think until we start going like five on five and it starts to really matter and, you know, it's hard. I think until then, like we're, you know, we still got a little bit of ways to go. I think even though we're, we're getting better. Yeah. What's it been like seeing some of your teammates again, because you coach talked about not being able to see the guys for such a long time, not being able to have the teammates together physically. 
it had to be good to at least see them back out there in that practice situation and to just be around everybody. It's totally. And like, I know we didn't miss a beat. Like I, we get, I see whoever, you know, Ethan the first day and it's like 10 months is, was one day, you know, it's like nothing, nothing changes. They're still, you know, family. We're still teammates. We're still, you know, that's something about teammates. I guess you can never break that bond. So um, it's, that's the best part about all of it, you know, getting back with the guys and like being back here with, with everyone. That's it. That's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, it, it happened so fast. Um, you know, we were just sent home and then the next day we're just on our couch just doing nothing. So it, we didn't, I guess we didn't understand that we weren't going to see our, our teammates for so long. Um, but like Ryan said, when, once we got back and we were finally allowed to see each other, you know, it was just like, you get to see your family again. It felt great. Let's talk about your time with the program and from day one, when you first got in, what do you guys remember about your opening stages as far as getting introduced to the program and how much have you changed versus right now as you close things out here? Um, Coach Anderson always says that freshmen don't know anything. I don't think you realize it until you're a senior and then you see the new round, you know, the new guys coming in. Um, and I mean, what a, you know, what a path, what a four years that we, we got to live. I mean, there was a lot of obstacles, obviously, but I'm glad, I'm glad that, that I, you know, we went through it together. And, um, I think, I mean, I'm such a, even though I was already old when I came in as a freshman, I'm, you know, I'm a grown man now <laughs> and ready to graduate. And I think, you know, I, I I'm only the thankful for Princeton. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, how about you? I remember, you know, freshman year, I was watching like Jerome and I writing our thesis now. And I remember freshman year watching the seniors do it. And I was like, no way I'll ever do that. Like, you know, they're going to change the rule or something before I get there. Like there's just no <laughs> chance. But now that I'm here, it seems like, you know, it's not too bad. It's just, you know, it's yeah. no problem. And I think I'm like so thankful for those guys who were, you know, every class that came before us was like so instrumental, I think, in like shaping like my experience here in Jerome's and everyone's you know and I guess like what I've learned I guess is the best thing that you can do is kind of do that for the next group is like for those guys who are younger than us and now as seniors it's like I maybe I understand more like what Amir was thinking when he was a senior or what Miles and Devin were going through and that kind of thing so yeah I mean I think that's it I think you have you know a better perspective you know, I think both Jerome and I haven't grown a whole lot we probably don't even know you know how much we've grown but I yes. yeah well, you mentioned it. How's the thesis going? Honestly, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's not, I'm not like ahead of the game, but I think <laughs> it's pretty solid. Like I'm, I'm a little bit better than maybe where I thought I would be. I got, yeah. what, I, it's due in a month and I've got maybe 30 pages to go or 35 pages to go. So that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think, Ryan, I think you're killing it personally. Um, I'm in the same place. I'm like, I'm not too far ahead. I'm not too, you know, too backed up. But um, I have to say that I am even more impressed for the the, the guys that had to go to the NCAA and write a thesis. Um, mm. I mean, to play basketball and to focus on, on you know, winning games and then sitting down and do some work. I mean, you know, I, I, I think it's very hard now to do. Um, but, you know, we're slowly chipping, it, chipping away at it every day. It's going to get done. That's for sure. <laughs> So I want to ask about the players that that are your teammates now, but who will be kind of the, the next wave of Tigers kind of stepping in, stepping in for you guys. Um, you, you mentioned Ethan Wright earlier. Guys like that, who do you see kind of becoming the the new Jerome DeRosier slash Ryan Schwieger of Princeton? Wow. You know what? That's a great question. You can never get a new Jerome. I mean, that's, we all know that. <laughs> um, but no, those guys, I mean, Ethan, Max, um, Drew, Jalen, those guys, then, you know, the next class coming up are so, you know, they're, they're a special class. I think whenever they got here, I thought that they were amazing. They're going to be the best class ever. And, you know, I, I still kind of think that a little bit. Those guys are awesome. Um, every one of them is unique in, in their own way, and they're all, bring something to the table that's so valuable to the rest of the group. Um, you I've know. heard, I mean, I've heard good things from, from uh, the young guys too, like Leigh Martini, you know, Zach Martini um, and then Matt Alaco 
talented guys who just want to learn. They they just want to get better and help the, the program as much as they can, at, and they're doing it. So I'm I'm so excited to see him play. Um, same thing with Tosan. Um, you know, I know that he's he's working hard and very talented. He, I think he got even bigger over quarantine. So it's going to be interesting to see him play. I'm I'm so excited. So you mentioned the the difference of or or lack thereof in a sense of seeing the teammates and it just picked right back up from where you left off. How about the coaching staff? Because you have not seen them in a considerable amount of time either. What was that like? It's funny, like I because now so Jerome and I like we work out individually. We don't so I rarely see BMAC like once in a week. I'm like, yo, BMAC, like what's up? And we like chat for like 20 minutes, but I see Sky every day and it's the same thing. I still get mad at him for telling me to do something different. And he gets mad at me for <laughs> literally this morning. We're bickering with each other. <laughs> but it is, you know, it's like, that's what, you know, when you spend every day with someone and you like push, you know, you try to get to a goal with someone like you, that's what it is. I think with Sky and JJ and those guys who are working with, I think, you know, mm-hmm. just like the teammates, we're not missing a beat. I think we're all on the same page and like, just so happy to be back together. We're so excited to, you know, start doing it again. Yeah. I mean, I think the coaches are part of the family as well. It's not like two different groups. I think they're all part of one. So it's the same thing um, that I said with the guys, you know, I've been, I've been going on walks with Monge and, and, you know, I think seeing sky every day and then sometimes Mitch Mitchell will come in and, you know, we just talk 50 minutes. So it's, you know, it's just a great feeling to be back honestly with everyone. Ryan, the, the Pole Hero Project, um, how about that and, and getting being a part of, of that takeoff for, for that program? What, what has that experience been like for you? Yeah, I mean, and like you just said it, I mean, to be a part of something like that was was unbelievable. I, um, you know, it says on my resume, I have co-founder, but like, you know, I, I'm just, I think I'm just lucky to kind of be there with the people who really were, you know, the ones doing it like, um, it was, that's it. I mean, this Princeton students, there were some high school students who also started it. And I think everyone who, who started it were special people. And I think, um, we got to the point, you know, we ended up recruiting, I think close to 40,000 poll workers. And we got to the point where we had over a hundred, you know, poll hero volunteers, like people who would recruit, who would help design graphics, who would, you know, help make decisions. And like most of them were high school students. And it was an unbelievable experience just to see like, young people who cared so much about on, you know, someone else other than themselves. And I think, you know, I, I talked to like the, the kids who we, we started with like the high school students and they're applying for college and this is on their resume. Like they founded a organization and I'm like, you guys have no idea how advanced this is for like, you know, they're getting into like Stanford and all these places. And I'm like, my goodness, thank goodness I could dunk. And like, <laughs> no, those that just lucky to be a part of something like that. Jerome, being around a guy like Ryan Schwieger uh, has to be uplifting to the program. We've heard some of the, the stories that uh, Coach Henderson talked about. What's it been like being a, a teammate of his over the last four years? You know, it's been it's been so fun. I think Ryan is always someone who um, I mean, we've heard, we saw the videos, always someone who's, you know, not nervous, not bothered by anything. And I think that helps me a lot, especially in, in stressful situation, because at the end of the day, you know, everything will be fine. <laughs> and I think some, it's, that's something Ryan goes, uh, you know, that's how he li- lives his life. And it's been really good. And also sometimes, you know, he's also got the discipline where he'll, he'll put in time to do his thesis or to work on something, which makes me do it. Um, but then when we have a break, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, before we get to a workout, we'll just, you know, make up a story, talk about, make some, make up some jokes and laugh for, you know, for that, that amount of time. And I think it's been a, it's been a good four years. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, Ryan, next year. Um, but I think, but I think it's good. You're going to have a great time at Loyola for sure. Um, you know, and then maybe you can come to, to Hawaii later on. We'll see, you know. <laughs> Ryan, how about Jerome? And, and it, it's, so impressive to see both of you guys handle yourselves on the court because you, you two on the court are very two cool laid back customers. And that <laughs> certainly could say that about Jerome. I could, well, I could go for I could go forever about Jerome. I mean, this guy from the day I met this guy on campus. I mean, he's been the man like Jerome and I, I don't know, like everything he said about kind of being laid back and, you know, knowing when 
I think in that little video, Keyshawn kind of said it right. Like, um, I think Jerome, he knows when it's time to be serious. And like Coach Anderson said, he comes into practice every day, like ready to go. And he's he kind of leads us in that. But then, you know, when we're off the court and it's time to be funny and goof around, like he's the guy everyone wants to talk to and everyone wants to hang out with. Like, you know, I think, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'm, there's so many things I could say. I just don't know where to go. <laughs> I mean, it's also, said, yeah. We spend so much time together that it's like, we get so used to each other, obviously. Um, so people from outside that see us interact, they're like, wow, these guys are really good friends. <laughs> you, know, you know, the other and day I think we were coming down to work out and I got there. Um, this whole dining hall situation is messing on my schedule. So I got there a little too early and Jadwin wasn't open yet. It was like 730. And I just texted Jerome and I was like, yo, I'm sitting on this bench outside. Like, it's really nice. Come sit on the bench with me. <laughs> so so I, I, got on my, I got on my scooter. I got my yeah. scooter and I got there in five minutes. And that's, so we just that's sat a weird on, thing. on the bench. It's a weird thing to ask someone, but I know Jerome's like, bet I'm going to be there in like a couple minutes. So <laughs> we're sitting on this bench and like, we're just having the best time in the world. And Mon shows up and he like is taking pictures. He thinks it's hilarious to sit on this bench. But like, I don't know. That's just what I think Jerome and I like. We it was awesome. We love sitting on the bench and just enjoying the weather before our workout. Like you know, <laughs> looking at know. trees, looking at trees, you know, looking at the sky. It's it's seven thirty AM and we're about to work out, but yet, you know, we're still hanging out, talking about anything, and it's it's a great time. That that's that's an amazing story for sure. Uh you know, it's it's been a unique time and one of the different parts of this time is senior week looked a lot different. And we got a chance to see some of the senior week tributes. And of course, uh, to me, my favorite part of it was your parents talking about each one of you. Can you talk about the support system that your parents have been able to provide for each one of you? Jeez, I mean, the support they've given me my whole life. But um, I was, I was so excited to to have them for senior week, you know, to come on campus because they're they, they're they live in Canada, they're busy, they work a lot, so they're not able to come often. They usually come once a year. Um, and I was excited to have them come senior week, you know, um, see see me, you know, on the court with the guys. But I am so thankful and, and very impressed with the what the program has done for us um, for that whole week. I felt just as honored, and I was so happy and and, and grateful, and and felt the same way as I would if it, they were here. But to see that video, you know, get put together, see my parents talk about me, I was very touched. I mean, I watched it probably, I'm not kidding, probably a hundred times that day. Um, I, I obviously dropped, you know, had a couple of tears come down, but it was, they were good tears, you know, uh, I miss them a lot, but the support they've given me, they're the reason why I'm here, you know, and they've kind of, they've led me through this, you know, this journey, but also they, they also trusted me for me to make the decisions um, that got me here. And I think, I think that's how, that's what works so well. Um, so I, I love them so much and I miss them, you know, so I can't wait to see them again. Ryan, how about yeah. you? I mean, you know, Jerome says it best usually, but it's literally like I think um, watching that video obviously was really emotional for me. And I was so happy to see, you know, that was a surprise. Um, I know when I Manj is like, sit down, watch this. And he's like trying to sneak record me. I knew like something was going on, but um, it was obviously like the coolest video I've ever seen. And then I think another thing is just how many other people around literally, you know, and Jadwin, the Princeton athletics community were like, that video was really touching. I, you know, your parents, that was really cool. Or even in the town of Princeton, like we went to, we were out the other day and someone was like, Jerome, the video of your parents was awesome. You know? And it's like, I think it just speaks on like how much of a community uh, and how much, how supportive the community is of us. And I think another thing is like, I remember watching that video and, you know, Sky comes in and sits down and Manja recorded me and Jerome's watching the video too. And it's like, you know, that fam, this is another family. It's almost an extension of, you know, the family at home. So I think, yeah. you know, I'm obviously very thankful for my family and for what they do, but then to be kind of surrounded while they can't be here to be surrounded with this family is, you know, it's, it's great as well. So yeah. it's funny. Cause I also, I also watched Ryan's video. Mon sent me Ryan's video and Mon also sent Ryan my video and we were watching each other and feeling the same way, you know? So yeah. it's like, like I said, that big part of the family and, you know, we have the, the voice that we love to hear so much, your voice, Derek. Thank oh, you for doing the voiceover. Not, sure. oh, we didn't mention it, but that was my favorite part. You oh, know. thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, come on, dad. Stop talking. <laughs> Listen to Derek Jones. 
Thank you. I, it was a great thing to be a part of, and, and you guys will definitely be missed. And, and I, I know I will miss seeing you out there on the court uh, in particular. What memories stand out for you guys on the court? Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot. Did, uh, my favorite game, I had people like when I, I, JJ's like, what are you talking about? My favorite game was when we played Dartmouth our sophomore year, and Coach Henderson was six, so he had to leave in like one yes. minute. And it was just, it was such a fun game because it was like, imagine, you know, you go into anything and then like the leader, the head guy just is gone in like a minute and everyone's like, what is going on? And I think like BMAC was our, you know, acting head coach and we kind of had to take a second to understand what was happening. And then we were all working on the fly. Like, I just remember, you know, like Charlie suggesting something in the timeout and we're like, yeah, good idea. Like, let's, you know, let's do that. Or it just felt like such a we all were challenged in a new way and i think it was so fun to like to figure that out and then at the end of the day we ended up clinching like the tournament and we won in such a close game and it was just it was a great i don't know it was my favorite game <laughs> uh, for me for me i really liked um obviously i think the obvious to say is uh when we beat arizona state arizona state um very big fun uh, very big big game and also a lot of fun for us um but honestly beating Penn at home and beating Penn at Penn is something that I love to do, especially I think our, my sophomore year at home, it was over Christmas break and the gym was filled like to the max. I've never seen so many people in Jadwin. It was loud and we got, you, we got to win. So it was such a good experience, you know, and I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to miss those moments for sure. Last thing, we'll let you guys get out on this one. What will you miss most about Princeton? Other than other than Jerome and Derek, maybe um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think I don't know. It's every day like seeing the little things. Like I go into the dining hall and see like you know Catalina. I've seen her for four years, and like the other day, I just went to the dining hall. She was like, "Where'd you go?" And she's like making fun of me for not coming to the Whitman Dining Hall. And it's just those little relationships you make are like so cool. And Jerome and I know like when we go to the dining hall, like Valentino, he's like, "Oh, what's up, guys?" Like he cooks up the special and we see like this you just love that stuff you see like you know garfield and you come down to jadwin and you see that those are the little things that like i i think i'll miss so much is like not just seeing those people on a day-to-day basis like i think that's my yeah. favorite part i mean you know we we've been here for four years and like it's part of us and this whole sense of community that we've we felt from everyone um like ryan said you know the workers in the dining halls even just people walking around you say hi they you know they know your name they know who you are it's it's such a good feeling but it, it's also that people care so much about you you being successful um and i think that sometimes we take that for granted um but i can tell you that i won't and i'm so thankful for it um i think it was like you know the best time that i've ever had in my life um so i'm looking forward to you know um looking back at you know when ryan and i are older and we just talk about the games that we played you know the Everything that's, that, that happened at Princeton, I think it's going to be a, gonna be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I'm going to miss it for sure. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been a, just a joy to watch the both of you guys play. And best of luck to you on your next stops at Loyola, Chicago, and Hawaii. We'll be watching for sure. Continued success to the both of you. Thank, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. This is the Mitch Henderson Show right here, courtesy of Aerial Investments. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you to the head coach of the Princeton Tigers, Mitch Henderson, and of course to Jerome DeRosier and Ryan Schwieger. Until next time, I'm Derek Jones saying so long. Take care.